It's that time, the Betting Predators Podcast, where our main objective is hunting down the best bets for you. I'm your host, Sleepy Jay. You guys can find me on Twitter at SleepyJ underscore pregame. Joined here by the golf guru, the golf expert, Uncle Dave. You guys can find him on Twitter as well at Dave underscore Esler. And you can find us both on the best sports betting information site on the web, pregame.com. All right, Uncle Dave, here we go. Another Tuesday, another golf podcast. This week we have the Wyndham Championship. This one will be played at Sedgefield Country Club in Greensboro. North Carolina last year's champion for this event was Tom Herman. He returns this year with 120 to 1 odds to repeat. The favorite, I don't think it's really a surprise, Webb Simpson at 12 to 1. With all that out of the way there, Uncle Dave, let's go ahead. Let's recap last week. We have to recap last week because you picked the winner and answer. I don't necessarily know what the odds were that you got on that one, Uncle Dave. What were answer's odds when you went ahead and plugged him in? Um, I bet him at 45 to one. I think when we gave him out on the pot, he was down to 35 to one, but you know, Hey, that's a good payday. That is a good payday there, uncle Dave. And I actually took a nap with Harris English on the ninth hole up two, and I thought I was going to end up with a nice payday. I see you sent me a text that says, boom. And I'm like, yes, English cast for us. I'm happy. And then I see you had answer and I'm like, what the hell is going on? I'm like, wait, wait a minute. And then I even text you back. I'm like, what happened to English? And then you just sent me a bunch of throw-up emojis. And I'm like, you got to be kidding me. And I'm like, well, at least one of us cash. So I was happy about that. But two rock-solid picks there, Uncle Dave. And I felt like one way or another, you know, when I turned it off, that either I was going to get there or you were going to end up with some type of miracle there. But, look, if credit were credits to answer played, he had to go into that playoff, played tough. And uh, we ended up getting the money. We had a couple other caches last week but we want to go ahead. we want to talk about this week as i mentioned it is the Wyndham championship as usual uncle dave and i will go ahead we'll cover our first round leaders make and miss the cut head to heads top 40s through top fives and of course we'll go ahead and we'll give out our winners i'm not sure if you have a diamond in the rough best bet there uncle dave i don't so i'll probably try to squeeze one out of you so if you have something that's really good that looks good go ahead and save that hold off to that and we'll go ahead and we'll give that out as our diamond in the rough best bet Let's talk first round leaders there, Uncle Dave. I have one here, Uncle Dave. I'm going to let you go ahead and rip and run first. First round leaders, who are you looking at? Yeah, this is a tough tournament to handicap for me. It was anyway because you know, you got guys that need FedEx points. This is the last tournament before the playoffs. So and I think motivation is a big deal. So I had to come up with some guys based on, you know, some stat-based, some motivation-based. So, you know, I got a feeling I'm going to get none or all these guys right. Uh, first round leaders, I took Harold Varner. Um, not only did he open with a 62 last year, but in 2019 had an opening round 66. So with that said, I know the first round leader is going to need to shoot a 62, 63 this week. Um, that's just, it's going to be a birdie fest. And he's not a great putter, but doesn't lose shots on the green. So I think at 65 to one, he's worth a flyer. Uh, Patrick Reed, um, not huge value there. The guy's sixth in first round scoring. 19th in FedEx Cup points um, in the hunt for that one. So, you know, as I said, this is going to be a birdie fest. And, and Reed's eighth in shots game, putting 25th in birdie average. So I think he's a little under the radar for the 16th-ranked player in the world because he's been playing well since the U.S. Open, but, you know, not in contention, so he's not getting the coverage. But he hasn't had any rounds worse than 71. Um, and, and, again, being off the leaderboard, I think maybe people forgot about him, but at 35-1, to 1, I have to. Uh, likes the course. He was T9 here last year, opening round 65, so too much value to pass up there. One more sleepy, Patton Kazire. 
Um, 55 to 1 for a guy we've used as a first-round leader before. And I think a lot of times people shy away from someone who burned them. But to me, that just means right church, wrong pew. You know, he had an off day or three. Um, but he's 112th in the playoffs. I don't think he can get passed over, but it's a possibility. So he does need a, a good tournament. Uh, his tee shots aren't among the elite for fairways hit. But this is a tree-line course where missing the fairway might not be as big a penalty as it might be elsewhere. He is elite in greens and regulation. Uh, he's, he is 14th in birdie average. So although there's a litany of guys that can and will go low, uh, I think those are the best value bets in my opinion. Well, it's funny there, Uncle Dave, because I'm on Varner too. It's 65 to 1. So we go ahead. We agree with that one. I only have one, and it's going to be Varner. You know, he's had some good finishes here. He also has a good amount of experience. Last year he was T7 here. He also has an early tee time. And I kind of like the grouping that he's in. He's in there with some pretty good golfers, so I think that that might help. So I'm with you there, Uncle Dave. I'm all in here on Varner at 65-1. to 1. Let's jump over to some make and miss the cuts here, Uncle Dave. I have one that's probably going to have uh, a lot of eyebrows being raised. I'm going to go ahead. I'll save that one. I'll let you do make and miss the cut. There weren't a whole lot out there. I was looking on DraftKings, and it seems like you know these make and miss the cut bets are getting harder and harder to go ahead and find and, and find any type of real value. So I have one that's going to be a little bit of an eyebrow raiser, but I'll let you go first there, Uncle Dave. Make, miss the cut. Who are you looking at? Yeah, I mean, there's not a lot of slim pickings on this bet for sure. I mean, you know, and, and I've said this before where I don't think you want to, you know, you want to put a whole lot of, of money on these uh, simply, simply because of the hold. You know, a guy like Webb Simpson this week who's a prohibitive favorite, uh, I believe he's minus 800 to make the cut. So what would you think he'd be to miss the cut? Well, he's plus 450. I mean, that's a that's a huge hold and, and no value there. Uh, but uh, two guys I think that make the cut here are uh, Will Zelatoris and Ricky Fowler. They're a little chalky, I think, minus 300 and minus 200. So obviously you have to scale your bet to whatever. Um, but those are two guys I'm going to take to make the cut. And I think I'll get more into both of those guys as we go forward here, Sleepy. All right, solid picks there from Uncle Dave. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to play Louis Utazen to go ahead and miss the cut at plus 350. You know, he's the third favorite to go ahead and win this thing. And at 350, I feel like there's probably not a whole lot of value in that number. But again, you know, we're searching for plays that we feel, you know, that, that are bettable. But when I broke down his handicap, I just feel like this looks like one of those tournaments where – you wonder why he's even here. Now I went back through uncle Dave and, and we usually ask for help when, you know, these type of things happen, but I looked at Louie and I don't see him anywhere with any experience at this particular course. And that's gotta be a positive and where he's at right now in the world golf rankings, he's in seventh. So he's not going to lose anything, you know, coming in here and just, you know, playing like garbage. Maybe he just comes through. He just does a quick walkthrough um, you know, maybe, I don't know, maybe he's just going out there trying to go and see the sites of North Carolina. I don't know. Maybe he hasn't been there before. Uh, maybe he's trying to eat some barbecue or go to the beach. I don't know. So I don't really know why he's here. And if he hasn't been here before, you know, in his career or golfed at this particular course, you know, in this type of an event here, then I just don't understand, you know, why, why he's even golfing this event. Because I think one of the things that probably you and I, Uncle Dave, probably dove into was, you know, who's motivated this week? And I think motivation is going to be key. And I just don't see it here for Louie. And I know he's been close, you know, but he's been golfing really well. But I just wonder where his motivation's at and kind of why he's here. So uh, I'll go ahead. I'll play Louie Utez in plus 350 to go ahead and miss the cut. I know that's a ballsy play, but that's what I'm going to go ahead and do. 
Let's jump into some head-to-heads here, Uncle Dave. I'll go first. You had mentioned Pat and Kazire, and I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to play Zach Johnson minus 115 over Pat and Kazire. I think Kazire is safely in the playoff, but Johnson has to go ahead. He has to show up for this tournament. Now, Johnson, he finished T7 here last year. I think that that's a huge positive. Kazire here last year, T51. So the current form at this particular venue is in favor of Johnson. Johnson, he also has a top five finish here. And Kazire, he hasn't finished here in the top 10. So there's also that to go ahead and consider. And Johnson, you know, he's had ample time off since his last PGA event was the John Deere. I'm guessing he'll be focused. He knows what he has to do here. And this is just a pure motivation play there, Uncle Dave. I think Johnson's going to be ultra-focused, ultra-motivated to go ahead and make the playoff. And I'm not sure Kazire will be all that motivated. So I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to play Zach Johnson, minus 115, over Pat and Kazire in my head-to-head. Who's your head-to-head this week? Or do you have a couple there, Uncle Dave? Yeah, I got a couple. But, you know, I think we can both win our bets if, if Kazire shoots a 62 on on Thursday for the first round lead. After that, Zach can whip his butt. So we have a we have a pseudo pizza bet on that one there. Um, my head-to-heads, and this is, you know, again, I had to handicap this tournament a little bit differently. Um, I got a couple here. Mito Pereira over Brandon Grace. Um, I, I know you didn't expect that, Sleepy, but first of all, Pereira has shorter odds to win than Justin Rose, so there's a yellow flag. I also bet Robert McIntyre over Adam Scott. Why? McIntyre has shorter odds to win this than Bubba Watson. So I think the books are trying to tell you something here. So I have to think those two is at worst a split. And I dug into them a little bit, and I actually can see why. So I do like them both, but I just don't see both of them losing. So Pereira over Grace and McIntyre over Adam Scott. You know, Uncle Dave, you mentioned red flags, and I had a bunch of red flags pop up. I actually have two. I think one positive, one negative on my card. And I believe one of them is going to show up here in my top 40s through top fives. And we'll jump into those next. I have two here, Uncle Dave. Let me give you the first one that I have. Top 40, Chris Kirk, plus 120. He has experience here. Uh, He's done well here at times. He took a few weeks off, and I believe that that's probably because he needed it. Now, he was cut in his last two events. I feel like he bounces back here. You know, he could move up a couple spots, you know, with a positive event here. So I'm going to go ahead, Uncle Dave. Top 40, plus 120, Chris Kirk. I also have one more. So I'm going to let you go ahead and give out your top 40s through top fives, and I'll circle back to my final one here that this is a red flag. All right, Sleepy. Well, this course, I think, is going to have a lot of 150 to 175-yard approach shots. So I use that a little heavily for you guys that are that are doing some work. And Hank Libiota, he's 12th from that distance. And him and Hank, he can play relaxed. He's going to be in the playoffs, but he sits at 89th. Uh, and there's an advantage to being in the top 70, as you said. And, you know, for a while we were betting on him every week while we – we bet on him one week, but everybody seemed to be all over him. And I think he's fallen out of favor again because he hasn't won or been in contention lately. But he's had three top tens this season. And although he can be a little wild off the tee, he's 19th in greens and regulation. He withdrew from the 3M, but he was fourth, fifth, and eighth in his previous three. So uh, I think he had a cumulative score in those three of 42 under. So at plus 280 to finish top 20, uh, that's a bet I can't not make. Um, Cam Percy. Um, a guy that I've used recently, uh, and I thought he was going to cash for everybody, but he didn't. But again, no reason to not go back to him. He's he's 16th from from that 150 to 175 yard, and 
I think this is going to be a desperation tournament for Percy. Uh, he's just out of the playoffs. He doesn't excel at much except shots gained on approach where he's 15th on tour. Uh, oh, wait, no, one more thing. He's first in fairways hit, so there is that. So plus 300 to finish top 40, uh, that's a bet. And I think if your book has him to make the cut, that's an option. Um, I couldn't find him anywhere. Another guy I used a couple of weeks ago I'm going to use again, Bo Hogue, also good from that distance. And eek, sleepy, he's 124th in the FedEx Cup. We know 125 guys make it. Now, what does he do well? Not a lot. In fact, he's made less than half the cuts in stroke play events this year. However, he's made four straight. So assigning him charging into the playoffs, and he's been T32 or better in three of his last four. So plus 220 to finish just top 40, I have to do that. So I kind of shied away from a lot of the chalky guys to finish top 20 or whatever, because I think what you might see here is some of those chalky guys that, and, and we did see this in another tournament that I alluded to, is where they, you know, the chalky guys, they kind of want to win, and, and maybe they don't have a great Thursday, Friday and uh, they kind of just barely make the cut and then just kind of kind of coast to the end uh, or don't make the cut after a terrible Thursday. And I, I know you're going to see that happen. I just couldn't tell you which one. So I kind of shied away from all of them uh, and looked for guys that maybe people weren't, weren't, uh, weren't having their eye on or, or didn't hear of. And, you know, that's kind of how I wound up on those guys. All right, Uncle Dave. So my final one will be a top 20 on Denny McCarthy at 12 to 1. McCarthy's been really good here. In three visits, 36th, 22nd, and 9th. 9th was his last finish here at this event. So he's gotten better each and every year. And he's in the playoff chase somewhere around 105th, 106, 107th, somewhere in there. So he should be pretty comfortable. But I believe like the 12 to 1 odds on top 20 and his win odds at like 300 to 1 are really based off of his current form. And it hasn't been good there, Uncle Dave. He hasn't finished... Even in, I don't think even inside the 60th position since going back to like the PGA championship. And that was back in May. But he's been good here. So I don't know. Maybe it's like, hey, I need some time, try to figure out my game. But he got a lot of cuts in there and a lot of like 60th or worst finishes, you know, going back to May. But I just feel like maybe this is one of those tournaments that he's going to come in here comfortable with. And at 12 to 1, I figure why not? And I'm probably going to end up plugging him in to go ahead and win this thing as well, which, you know, that's just, you know, that's a, that's a shot in the dark. But at 300 to 1, I like his current form here. So I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to use Denny McCarthy there, Uncle Dave. Top 20, 12 to 1. So with our top 40s, top 5s, and all that stuff out of the way, let's jump into our winners here, Uncle Dave. Uh, I have two. As I mentioned, I'll probably use Denny McCarthy in a pizza bed at 300 to 1. But, Uncle Dave, I'll let you go ahead and rip and run first. Your winners, who are you looking at? Yeah, that was a tough one again, but, you know, i got to throw something on the chalk here, Webb. I mean, obviously his results here speak for themselves, and he also played his college golf just up the road at Wake Forest. Uh, so, you know, he knows these greens better than anyone. Um, this is one time the favorite might be favored for a good reason. Uh, maybe maybe what we can do is, I think, 10 to 1, 12 to 1, we could maybe wait till, till Friday, and if he's not doing real well, get a little bit better number. Um, who knows? But uh, you can't ignore him here. You've got to use him somewhere, top 10, whatever. Um, but Jason Cockrack at 22 to 1. Uh, shots gained off the tee, he's 22nd. Shots gained total, he's 20th. Shots gained putting, he's 5th. You know, honestly, I don't need any more than that. But here's a guy that's 11th in the FedEx Cup ahead of players named Dustin Johnson, Xander Shoffley, and Brooke Kepka. 
Uh, he certainly can win the FedEx Cup at $15 million. Uh, so uh, I like his motivation. Uh, I like his stats. Um, I like the fact that nobody's paying much attention to him. Um, and here's another one I think that you just kind of have to do. Um, I think you have to put some money on Willie Z. Uh, because of his status on tour, um, I think it's, it's not a full card. Uh, the only way he can get into the playoffs is to win this thing. Um, he's obviously got the talent. He's 28 to 1 to win. Um, and obviously that's asking him to win his first tournament. But, you know, there's little doubt here that he goes for broke. I mean, he, he has to. Uh, and with that said, I think using him as first round leader and T10 isn't the worst idea either. Um, you know, I'd love to see it happen just because I like him. Um, and it's really just a te technicality that might keep him out. Um, another guy that I I think at 55 to 1 is a, is a good deal is Ricky Fowler. Um, he's not in the playoffs in the, at the moment. Um, he doesn't need to win to get in, but he needs some points. He will have had a week off. And remember, uh, that when he came back from the British Open, he opened the 3M, I think, with a 64, uh, and then fatigue set in. So those are three guys I'm playing to win. Um, some other guys I haven't mentioned yet that I need to put somewhere. Um, Chesson Hadley is 181 to win. He's just outside the playoffs. Tommy Fleetwood, uh, to me, that's almost the do theory. Um, Bryce Garnett, I like Bryce. This is a good tournament for him. He was T6 two years ago. Uh, I think he was T23 years ago. Um, Brian Harmon, this course sets up for him uh, really well. And a guy you like to use that is kind of a another long shot, but I know you've had some money on him, is Lucas Glover at 100 to 1. So those are guys I haven't officially plugged in, but um, guys I don't think we should overlook if you want to spread your risk around. So that's where I kind of I kind of wound up sleeping. And again, I, I chose to eschew some of the chalk in favor of maybe some guys that pay a little better, like we did with Abraham Answer last week, just saying. I didn't take any of the chalk guys, Uncle Dave, but I'll tell you the one that I did take that was probably the chalkiest guy that I can find and, and feel comfortable with, and that was Siwoo Kim, 35-1. to 1. And I'm just going off of, you know, really his just past two performances here. T3, T5. I mean, it doesn't really get much better than that, uh, you know, for back-to-back -back times that you've been here. So I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to use him at 35 to 1. As I mentioned, I'll, I'll go ahead. I'll throw a pizza bet on Denny McCarthy at 300 to 1. And I like Doc Redman. You know, I haven't used him in, in a very long time. Actually, it's been, you know, it's been a long, long time since I used Redman at 130 to 1 to go ahead and win. He had a really good finish here, you know, the last time he was here. So I wanted to go ahead and give my myself a couple shots at you know, a really long shot ticket, one of those middle tickets. I felt like Redmond, you know, fit the mold there. And Siwoo came at 35 to 1. I almost hit Harris English last week at 35 to 1. So I'm taking another 35 to 1 guy uh, in Siwoo Kim. And that's all I'm going to go ahead and do here for my winners there, Uncle Dave. Now, we still have time left on the podcast for a diamond in the rough best bet. Not sure if you saved something there, Uncle Dave, but do you have a diamond in the rough best bet for this week? Yeah, sleepy I do, and I hope it fares a little better than my, my Brooks Kepka bet last week. That was embarrassing. But uh, Russell Henley, top 20, plus 120. He's sixth on tour in greens hit from that 150 to 175 distance, 72%. He's had eight top 25s this season. Now, he hasn't played since the British Open, so here's another golfer that I think is just being overlooked. He was 19th or better in his three previous tournaments, so – at plus 120 for the 56th-ranked golfer in the world, just to do what he's been doing, nothing special. I mean, that's a bet. He's also just the ninth favorite to actually win this tournament. 
So someone knows something. I think plus 120 for Russell Henley is the one we'll use this week for the diamond in the rough, Sleepy. All right. Well, there's Uncle Dave with the diamond in the rough best bet. Big shout out to Uncle Dave for last week. Went ahead and cashed that ticket. Uh, I think we started out the podcast, Uncle Dave, saying uh, that we needed a winner that we were due. So uh, we were due. Good call by you on Abraham answer to go ahead and win last week. So hopefully you guys start out your Thursday on a good note. And if you guys want to start out your Thursday night on a good note, you guys could jump over to bettingpredators.com. We have our NFL preseason package up. We have two NFL preseason games on Thursday night. You guys can go ahead and get that uh, for a low price. So go ahead over to bettingpredator.com and check that out. You guys will get a bunch of player props, I think, for the season and some team totals. And then there's some other tools in there that you guys could use. Uh, for the regular season. But with that said, you guys know where to find me on Twitter, Sleepy Jay underscore pregame. You know where to get Uncle Dave, the golf guru, at Dave underscore Esler. And you can find us both on the best sports betting information site on the web, pregame.com. With that said, I'd like to wish you guys all the best of luck. Enjoy the games. <laughs>